Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live from the CBS Sports Radio studios in New York City, it's Writer Than You. And away we go on this Tuesday morning. It is Writer Than You on the free Odyssey app, CBS Sports Radio, Sirius XM, Sports Channel 158, all coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there for home loan solutions that fit your life. Rocket can. And by now, it should be obvious that Bill Ryder remains not in the host seat on the show that bears his name. Carrington Harrison was here yesterday. It is me, Andrew Bogush, with you on this fine Tuesday across this great country. Again, on all of our affiliates and on the free Odyssey app. We are so happy, as always, that you are here with us. However, you are listening to Writer Than You here on CBS Sports Radio. It is my pleasure, as always, to be filling in for Bill, who is scheduled to return to his normal role tomorrow. I cannot speak for one Tom Celestino, who, interestingly enough, is not here once again when I am. As our broken relationship continues to be broken, so Jack Stern is in charge of these two hours here. With you at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. This morning, on this short Yet hopefully entertaining and informative program. We've got a lot to get to. We will once again have to defend Lamar Jackson, who takes another batch of shots from another poll of NFL people that seems to keep him further down a list of top quarterbacks than some would believe he should be. There is also the latest on Kevin Durant and Jalen Brown and the Celtics and the Nets and the NBA moving through its summer period. Today is also the day that by the end of today, all 32 NFL teams in one form or another will be in training camp. Everybody will be there, maybe not on the field. It might be today just physicals and meetings and checking in and unpacking. But by the end of today, everybody's going to be in training camp, a somewhat mini milestone of the summer as we inch towards an actual NFL game soon in Canton, Ohio, then a real game is coming in September. So we'll spin through some of the storylines that are intriguing me with camps now almost basically fully, completely in full swing this morning as well. Of course, we've got Buy or Sell. That's a Jack Stern special. We also have Hannah Kaiser on the show. Hannah writes for Yahoo Sports. She is part of what's normally the early game on Apple TV Plus. And it was her question last week. That led to Rob Manfred saying that he dismisses the notion that minor league players are not paid a living wage in the long battle between 
MLB and minor league players who don't really have a union trying to get more than basically chump change to play minor league baseball. And the commissioner, again, with some poorly chosen words to defend owners, to defend the establishment in this conversation last week. So we've got that. And we've got the trade deadline a week from today. So a lot to get to with Hannah Kaiser in our number two on this show. But we begin on this Tuesday with one of my favorite stories in recent memory. It's not new by now. It's been out there since yesterday afternoon. So you are fully aware, I assume, that this new Kyler Murray contract with the Arizona Cardinals, 230 mil max, five-year deal, all the guaranteed money, 160 mil, up against the Sean Watson's contract, setting the table presumably for Lamar Jackson will sign in Baltimore eventually. But inside Kyler's deal is a clause that maybe specifically has never existed before. There have been some other little addendums and caveats in certain deals with dealing with certain players' hobbies and don't do this during season. So this is not completely out of nowhere. But the specifics of this one are pretty unprecedented as far as anyone can remember it in recent memory. And it unleashes a number of questions and follow-up points about exactly what's going on with Kyler Murray as a starting quarterback in the NFL. If somehow you've not heard of this by now, this five-year extension for Kyler Murray with all of this money partially hinges on Kyler being a better professional because there is an addendum, an extra page in this contract that requires, that mandates Kyler Murray spend at least four independent hours per week. So on his own time, not in mandatory meetings, nothing scheduled by the Cardinals. He has to spend time on his own studying for that week's games. And if he doesn't, he's eligible to lose money if he doesn't literally do his homework. And of course that made me think about what we could do on this show. Imagine if Bill Ryder showed up to whenever he and D-Cell have their year-end meetings, they're building towards 2023, and it's time for D-Cell to re-sign. Imagine if Bill put down on paper that D-Cell was required to actually learn about soccer. Like, just pick something up so that Christian Pulisic was not his answer to every soccer question posed on this show. Or if D-Cell was forced to learn, I would say, to be fair to him, because getting up to date today would be a big haul. But I think in 2023, for the calendar year, that Bill Ryder could demand that D-Cell get his pop culture knowledge into the... 2000s into the aughts, into 2000 to 2010. Get within that window. So a few more of our references on this show would make sense to D-Cell and he can contribute to the conversation. And then, of course, there are things like doing away with maybe the moon landing didn't happen. Maybe Trey Lance is the better option than Tom Brady in San Francisco. Get those hot takes a little more lukewarm. Those are things that that Bill Ryder could demand of Tom DeCelestino or of me. He might want to put in writing that I'd have to at least pretend to care about topics. No more. I can't believe you're making me talk about this. I didn't want to waste my brain on this. And by the way, the last time I did that was a boxing match between Le'Veon Bell and Adrian Peterson, 
which is currently suspended, postponed indefinitely. So I was right in not wasting my time on that nonsense. I could also be required to fully pay attention to the show when I'm in the studio, like during buy or sell. Does my mind drift when D sells on paragraph nine of question number three? It does at times. But but Bill would be in his rights to demand I do that. But when you do things like that, when you go as far as putting these requirements and requests and demands and mandates in paper, on paper, the only assumption is, is that it bothers you that much as the boss and it's such a problem that it requires lawyers. This can't possibly be the first thing the Cardinals did to address whatever shortcomings Kyler Murray has as a professional quarterback. This is the end game. This is the, okay, we're giving you $160 million guaranteed dollars. But we're on conversation number 12 about you playing too much Madden or 2K or whatever, Halo. I don't know what the cool non-sports games are because I've never played any of them, so maybe that's not even the thing anymore. But it got to the point where they had to put it in writing that Kyler Murray had to do the things that all of these other quarterbacks love to tell us how much they do. That they're taking this amount of film back home. They're spending this much time on their own watching film. They go home from a game on Sunday afternoon. And by Sunday night, they're watching next week's opponents. And they're doing this on Monday night. O-line meetings on Wednesday night. The guys come over to my house on Thursday and we talk about game plans and we watch film together. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, any any quarterback worth his salt. And we're talking high-end, Pro Bowl, elite, legendary QBs. They're all that partially because they're all nerds and they all go home and they over-prepare. So when they show up on Sunday or Monday night or Thursday night, they can't be surprised by anything. And things were so bad in Arizona with Kyler Murray. And that's the only way to look at it. It was so bad and so significant that they had to put it on paper knowing, and don't forget this, they know that we were all going to find out about this. Because this these contracts... Once they are done and signed and notarized and formalized and accepted by the NFL, they go online on the NFLPA website. That's how we end up knowing about everybody's bonuses and incentives because you can just go. These They become basically public record, these contracts. There's nothing secret about them, hidden about them. There's no, you know, you need special clearance to see this one. You just need to prove the NFLPA that you cover the league for a media outlet and you get a login and away you go. So the Cardinals not only felt the need to have to put this in his contract, but they did that knowing that we were going to know about this eventually. And obviously it took a while. This contract in and of itself was news last week. It took until yesterday for someone to see the piece of paper and to post the PDF and away we go. And because they knew, because they had to do it, and because they knew everyone was going to eventually know about this, it has to make you wonder exactly what the relationship is between these two parties, the team and the quarterback. Now, the obvious one is Arizona wanted him to be their quarterback because they gave him this contract and all of that money. 
but they also knew that this was going to embarrass him. And this is embarrassing because this tells you that Kyler Murray was not doing his job, that Kyler Murray was doing God knows what. I mean, specifically, if you the specific language in this clause says we're going to know if you hit play on the video clips that we sent you, but you're also watching The Office on Netflix or you're playing a video game or you're watching YouTube videos, whatever it may be. Like, we're going to know that you're not actually paying attention and you're going to get dinged for this and significantly dinged, and he's dinged right now. And Ross Tucker, who's a friend of this show, a friend of the network, summed this up perfectly in a tweet yesterday. The damage done by this clause existing is probably going to be more significant than whatever Kyler Murray wasn't doing to create the clause in the first place. Because it also has to live, if it was really terrible, then you wouldn't sign him at all and you'd leak this to explain why you were moving on from Kyler Murray. But they signed up for keeping him as their quarterback. So on one hand, they had to go as far as putting him in the contract, but they also figured this was a palatable fixable situation and now we know about it and now we can't you have to hold this against Kyler Murray and I've, I I think I've been I've probably skewed more to defending Kyler I definitely have said they've got no choice but to sign him long term because the odds of finding someone equal to his talent or better are not good because again he was the number one pick in the draft he is Whatever shortcomings he had or we thought he had and now we know that he had, there's still a lot of talent there that has produced a lot of highlight reel plays, a lot of straight yards and touchdowns. Last season did not end well. There's no doubt about that. And they all no-showed in the postseason, so there are questions to be answered. But Kyler Murray is still a good quarterback and an above-average quarterback, moving up lists. And, you know, you can you can figure out exactly where the ceiling for him is. But the bottom line is they knew this was going to get out and now it's there and now it's bad because now we know that this is a problem for Kyler Murray and now we know that the Cardinals had to address it and now we have the exact thing to point to the next time Kyler Murray doesn't play well or is confused by coverage, looks unprepared, looks overmatched. The jokes are going to be easy and the jokes are going to be there and the jokes are going to be sitting there given to us by the Arizona Cardinals. And it's a a situation that I can't exactly remember being in with another team and a quarterback who's sticking around. We've seen teams and we've known teams have thrown out little nuggets here and there to make players look bad when they're parting ways. It's his fault, not my fault. These things have happened. You know, teams letting us know their issues with a player slyly through anonymous sources and whatnot. It happens all the time. But this was not anonymous. And this was about a guy who's going to be on their team for the next four, five, six years at least. It's an odd situation. And without a dog in the fight, I love it. I mean, this is, I like drama. I like gossip. I like trying to figure out what's going on here. And Kyler Murray's got a chance because he's Kyler Murray. And Cliff Kingsbury and the guys around him, he's got a chance to to fix this and make us forget about this and make this a non-issue. But right now it's an issue created by the Cardinals and, of course, by Kyler Murray 
because his actions forced them into doing this. But they did it knowing we'd find out about it. And we know, and it's up to Kyler now to fix it on multiple fronts. He's got to be better at a professional. He's going to be better at his job away from the facility. And then he's going to be better on the field as well. And they all do as well because they're all on the hot seat in different degrees in Arizona because of the way last season ended and for their head coach, the way all of his seasons seemed to end, the good first half and a bad second half. And of course, Kyler Murray's contract in and of itself leads us to Lamar Jackson, who still does not have one in Baltimore, and continues. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. To take hits in polls of anonymous NFL coaches and front office execs and players. That's coming up in hour number two of the show. There's more NFL talk to close out this first hour as everybody gets into training camp by the end of today. We've got buy or sell. We've got baseball with Hannah Kaiser in hour number two here on the program. When we come back, though, it's the NBA. It's Durant. It's Jalen Brown. It's the Nets. It's the Celtics. It's the never-ending drama of the NBA offseason. And it's Andrew Bogish in for Bill Ryder on a Tuesday morning on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Welcome back to Writer Than You. It's a Tuesday morning on CBS Sports Radio and the free Odyssey app. Andrew Bogish in for Bill, who returns tomorrow. I'm not sure where Bill is or what he's been doing or if once again he's been he's fallen prey to some kind of tourist trap. One time he was on the road this summer. Uh, and he allegedly had somebody pop his tire on purpose, then act as a good Samaritan saying, hey, 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 you got a flat tire. Follow me to a gas station where Bill assumes he and his family would have been nonviolently robbed. I don't know. Jack Stern is aghast. Yeah. We, so you didn't hear this story. Those, so Bill has spent some time uh, in out of the country this summer. And they were driving somewhere, and all of a sudden, there's a guy on a little motor scooter, like, at the passenger window of the car, as they're driving the highway, going, flat tire, flat tire, follow me, follow me. And it was shady enough, after they followed him off the highway, they're like, nah, we're just gonna, we're just gonna sit here and wait for real help. And then when it got back to the rental car place, they were like, yeah, that's a scam. The guy pops your tire with a knife, mid-driving then tells you you got a flat, follow me, and robs you, but non-violently, just takes your stuff, doesn't like rough you up. This was in Spain, and I've given up trying to figure out where Bill is, so I don't know where he is now, but 
he seems to be a target of bad people. So anything could have happened to him on this little mini vacation. He kind of reminds me of Elaine Bettis' boss in Seinfeld. You know how he's always missing in action and always in some weird country doing some kind of shady activity. Although Bill's doing quirky activities in a good way. You know, Bill's a very adventurous guy. But he's one of these people, and I've met a few of them along the way, that they seem to have more hours in their day than I do. Or... Bill's only asleep for like 90 minutes, which sometimes is the case because of working on the West Coast and then doing this show and then waiting for NBA games to end, especially in the postseason when they go long. Then he does post game, and all of a sudden now it's time to wake up again for this show. But when Bill goes through his most of his normal days, a lot happens. And not like dramatic things. Like he just does a lot. Like he goes to the beach, or takes a walk, he watches this movie. He catches up on this show. He makes calls to NBA GMs. He does a radio show. He does CBS HQ TV hits from his basement. There's a, a lot happens to Bill in a regular day, but he seems to have upped the ante leaving his neighborhood and opening himself up to being victims of all of these crimes. So back when Bill lived in New York, we actually lived in the same uh, neighborhood, and I have so little time in my day that I never eat out, I never get to do anything fun, and he had all these restaurant recommendations and things of that nature for me. I'm like, how do you have time to do all of this? I did two things yesterday, two things, and I thought that was productive, and Bill does like 11, and that's a regular Monday for him. And he has what, like two or three kids? Two kids, two kids, two jobs. I I don't understand Yeah. Uh, well, he's uh, presumed back tomorrow. I think Diesel will be here as well since he'll want to deal with me full-time. Since I'm here, Peter Schwartz has your updates. He's here in a few minutes. Right now, though, we're in the NBA. It was about this time yesterday that everybody started to kind of fully grasp an overnight Woj bomb. And then Shams jumping in that Jalen Brown is theoretically in play for Kevin Durant as Durant remains in Brooklyn and the Celtics and Brad Stevens explore ways to put themselves over the hump since they could not get all the way to the finish line in this most recent NBA season. And we then eventually got Jalen Brown tweeting, shaking my head as this conversation picked up steam. And then the Jalen Brown camp got in touch with its media friends and started to send out kind of their thoughts about the situation and that Jalen wants to be a Boston Celtic, doesn't want to go anywhere. And that's all well and good. And you can definitely sugarcoat this by saying the only reason why Jalen Brown's name is mentioned in this, in these kind of rumors is because that's how good Jalen Brown is. And in a vacuum, if I'm the Nets and the Celtics are calling, Jalen Brown has to be in this trade. I mean, there's just no two ways about it. We can get past... You know, Marcus Smart's been mentioned, Grant Williams, X number of first-round picks. Those things are open for conversation. But just like it had to have been DeAndre Ayton coming from Phoenix, it has to be Jalen Brown coming from Boston for Kevin Durant. So there is a tiny bit of a compliment in here that because he's this good, it allows him to be possible ammo to get Kevin Durant to Boston. But the problem is then you're leaving Boston and the Celtics are theoretically okay with you not being on their roster anymore. Now, Jalen Brown's name was first mentioned within the first 90 minutes of Kevin Durant telling or indirectly telling us that he wanted out of Brooklyn. It was a Thursday afternoon 
And I was sitting in this chair later in the day, filling in for Maggie Gray alongside Andrew Perloff. And I even said, like, I don't know if the Celtics would do that. And Perloff was like, why would they, why would they not do that? And we've now fast forward. Is it going to be three weeks or a full month this Thursday? I've lost track of time, but it's been, it's been a while. And there have been a couple of names that have come up where teams have gone, I'm good. Like Scotty Barnes has been mentioned as the guy the Raptors would have to deal for Kevin Durant. And I guess that still could happen, but the Raptors have basically all along been like, we're not trading Scotty Barnes even for Kevin Durant. And I could still see the Celtics going, nah, I'm good. Um, I'm just going to hang on to 25, 26-year-old Jalen Brown, keep him with Kevin Durant, uh, with Jason Tatum. I'm good on Durant. We'll figure out some other ways to make the roster better around those guys and take our shots at the Bucks and the Sixers and whoever else in the Eastern Conference over the next couple of years. But the bottom line is here, as we sit here, you know, Jalen Brown's in play, and that makes sense from the Nets' perspective. It makes sense from the Celtics' perspective, too, because this is Kevin Durant, who we're talking about. But anytime trade rumors happen, and then the trade itself doesn't happen, there is a little bit of repair work that has to be done on relationships. And that's going to fall on Ime Udoka, and that's going to fall on Brad Stevens. If Jalen Brown remains a Celtic and is not part of anything that gets Kevin Durant to Boston from Brooklyn. And I would think by now, too, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum in general are still kind of babies. I mean, they're young, um, but they've been in the NBA for a while now. They've got some NBA mileage on their bodies and on their psyches and on their resume. Like, I would hope that Jalen Brown also, too, does not get too carried away with any kind of negative reaction to being involved in these kind of talks. But that's a heck of a trade. If we're just talking about basketball... And, you know, it's it's Jalen Brown, and I can't imagine the Celtics would then also throw Marcus Smart in, which is what the Nets apparently would want. But Jalen Brown and Grant Williams and somebody else and picks that go to the Nets and Kyrie Irving is there and, and, and Joe Harris is back and Ben Simmons is useful. It's not a great Nets team, but... It's an interesting Nets team. And then Durant and Tatum together, based on my personal respect for the way those two play the game and just play the game. Uh, let's put aside Durant just completely bungling this and looking petty and selfish and overly sensitive. Watching he and Tatum play basketball together, like I'd sign up for that in a second. There are, I saw Jason Tatum play as a Duke Blue Devil in the ACC tourney in Brooklyn. And it, you know, it goes without saying, you didn't need to know anything about basketball to know that he was good at it, better than 99.9% of the population. But sitting courtside and watching him be Jason Tatum at 18, 19 years old, it was mind blowing. Barely broke a sweat. And he did not have a good postseason. There's no two ways about that. But the dude could be a generational player, should be the next great legendary Celtic. And then you throw him next to Durant, who's already a generational player, one of the best offensive players of all time. Maybe the, I mean, it's hard to, there's there's different guys you can you can use for this conversation. But when you factor in his height, his length, 
his creativity, his efficiency. I, I don't know that there's ever been an offensive player like Kevin Durant in basketball, and we might go a really long time before seeing anybody else that does it like him. But Tatum has always felt like a junior Durant, a little bit smaller, a little less length, but the athleticism and the ability to play different positions, score in different ways, and look so effortless and smooth in doing it, the two of them together would be must-see TV. It's a, that's a good, it's a good basketball trade. Nets are never going to get Durant back in a Durant trade, but Jalen Brown on the pieces is not a bad is not a bad start for them. But I still find myself thinking as we go through all of these different permutations and all these different rumors and who's this and who's that, and the Suns can't be really involved now because of Aiton's uh, extension. I still think we're going to get to the beginning of this season and Kevin Durant's still on the Nets roster. Now, I don't know because he's unpredictable, more so than most guys. I don't know how he would handle that. But it just feels more and more, almost by the day to me, that the Nets are going to play this as they should and not completely give in and not settle for anything that they don't like and end up with Durant still on their team when it's time to get the training camp in late September. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Phone lines open for you. You can get us on Twitter, at Andrew Bogish. It's bogish in for writer, writer than you. NFL training camps, everybody's in the building by the end of today. So we hit that little mini milestone this summer. Some random thoughts from around the NFL as those teams get on the field and start really working towards this new season. That's what'll come. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. No Bill Ryder, no Tom DeCelestino on this Tuesday morning here, Writer Than You. So it's Andrew Bogish, Jack Stern, Peter Schwartz is here as well. A little more than an hour to go on the show. Hour number two, Lamar Jackson again takes a hit in a poll of, I was going to say unanimous, but anonymous NFL execs and coaches about where he sits on the list of top quarterbacks in the NFL. The number next to Jackson's name in this list from The Athletic is not necessarily my problem, but this list is tiered, and Lamar is not in Tier 1, and some of the reasons why he's not in Tier 1 are some of the reasons that he was not in the top 10 of an ESPN list recently, and a lot of those reasons seem to be kind of nonsense, if not signs of deeper issues here between Lamar and folks around the NFL, but we'll have to get back into that next hour as well. Hannah Kaiser, Yahoo Sports, Apple TV Plus broadcast on Friday night. She's on the show next hour, a week ahead of the baseball trade deadline. We also yesterday had the union and the league, not surprisingly at all, failed to agree on a new international or period, an international draft, not a new one. There never has been one, but an international draft to begin with, which may or may not be top of mind for you, but I think the other side of this, because there is no international draft, what we're keeping is the qualifying offer system, which is attached to certain free agents, which requires teams signing them, a new team signing them to pay with a draft pick to the old team. And that has hindered free agency. It has cost non-elite players money and length of deals and jobs, period. And the players have been trying to get rid of it for a long time while owners have been trying to get an international draft for a long time. And the trend continues where not only is there no deal, 
but they weren't even close to getting one done. But again, these are self-imposed deadlines, so this is dead for now, but not dead dead. So there's a lot to get to with Hannah next hour. In Peter Schwartz's last update, and speaking of baseball, he mentioned the Subway Series here in New York, Mets and Yankees tonight, which for a lot of us brings up immediate memories of Roger Clemens and Mike Piazza. Mike Piazza was on local radio here in New York discussing Clemens throwing a broken bat at him. Uh, So part of that conversation coming up in Buy or Sell, anchored by one Jack Stern next hour. But today, as I said more than once in our first 43 minutes together, by the end of today, all 32 NFL teams will be in training camp. Not a universal report date. Some teams have rookies. Some have had veterans already. Some teams have been on the field already for full practices. Today is the last batch of veterans showing up for physicals, checking in. And then by tomorrow, everyone will have been on the field at least at training camp. So we are that much closer to the NFL season. Now, truth be told, while I acknowledge that today is a fairly significant little threshold to cross towards a new NFL season, I'm okay right now without football. I'm patient. I love baseball. I like summer. I do like fall as well. I like the NFL, but I can, I'm okay. I 100% do not need the Hall of Fame game next weekend. And that's not a knock on the Hall of Fame or Canton, but whatever that date is, August, I don't know, five, six, the calendar is escaping me right now. It's too early for me to care about a football game that maybe will include nine players that we care about moving towards the coming season. So I'm not being impatient. I am not salivating at the mouth. There are no parties. There's no streamers that were that were about to have everybody in training camp. But it did get me in a kind of little roundup mood here this morning because there were a couple of things swirling. And the interesting one to me is in Indianapolis. And I think this is, to their credit, the Colts, they've stayed away from any real nonsense, any drama. There's been no real contractual issues there. So they've had a relatively quiet summer in between camps and OTAs where we haven't really had to talk about them. And they live in a division where the Houston Texans are a conversation piece because of Deshaun Watson. And then from a football perspective, Davis Mills and Lovey Smith, they've also been connected to Jimmy Garoppolo. So the Garoppolo conversation, it doesn't include the Colts. So we've never gotten to them. Deshaun Watson doesn't include the Colts. So we haven't mentioned them there. They don't have. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. A holdout this or a holdout that. No new head coach, although they have a new coordinator because Matt Eberflus is now in charge of the Chicago Bears. What the Colts have done is they realized the issues that they had from a year ago and they got rid of Carson Wentz and they're another team eating money to accomplish that. They also know that their secondary was an issue. They went and got Stephon Gilmore. They have helped their pass rush. They hope that Quiddy Pay, who they drafted last year, takes a big step up this year next to DeForest Buckner, who is playing in front of their old-slash-new middle linebacker because this is a little bit of a breaking news from the Colts, and here's the first time again in a while that we have to mention them, and it's somewhat unimportant and has nothing really to do with football production, but Darius Leonard, who's as good as anybody in his position and really as good as any defender in the NFL, has decided now that he wants to be called Shaquille Leonard moving forward. Now, I want to make sure I have this right, but I believe that his actual given name is Shaquille Darius Leonard. And for some reason, he's gone by his middle name, Darius, up until now. And today, he said, my real first name is Shaquille, and I want to be Shaquille Leonard. So here's my little PSA to you. Don't be confused by Shaquille Leonard references. That's old Darius Leonard, tackle machine, heart and soul of this Colts defense that has today decided that he wants to go by his actual first name. Great, done. It reminds me, though, of Dominic Rhodes, one-time Indianapolis Colts running back and at times productive one. At one point, after calling him Dominic for the longest time, he went, my name's actually Dominique. And I would never tell somebody that we, like, if that's their choice to be whatever their name is. But his name was Dominic. Dominique was a different name. They're spelled differently. If he wanted his name to be Dominique, he should have made his name be Dominique, like Dominique Wilkins. But his name was Dominic. D-O-M-O-N-I-C. His name was Dominic. And for some reason, I got way too bothered by that. But that was a couple. Well, that was years and years and years ago. Here's Darius Leonard just deciding, hey, my first name is Shaquille. Let's go with that. So there we go. But coming all the way back to my Colts point is after going and getting Matt Ryan to solve the Carson Wentz problem, they've basically just gone about their business. And as we sit here with about everybody to be in training camp, I think it's time to pay a little bit more attention to Matt Ryan and the Colts. Because they are in a winnable AFC South. Because the Texans can't be counted on to win enough games to truly be a factor in that division. They just can't. And the same is true for the Jacksonville Jaguars. You can get all geeked up about Doug Peterson working with Trevor Lawrence. Guys coming back from injury. Anything else they've done in the offseason. They've got Trevor Lawrence some weapons. Now they overpay for some of those guys. But they needed to get better players, skilled players around Trevor Lawrence. And they, at least on paper, have done that. But 
The Texans and the Jaguars are not really part of this conversation. The AFC South is about the Colts and the Titans. And, you know, I'm just kind of out on the Ryan Tannehill-led Titans offense. And they were so good for so long last year, even without Derrick Henry. And I know I'm overly focusing on the way things ended for them, but I just, I think they've they've kind of maxed out. They've just, they've hit their ceiling. They're not going to catch or jump up to a level that I think the Chiefs and the Bills and maybe the Ravens are on. And the Bengals too, I guess. They did make the Super Bowl. But the Colts have that new ceiling to jump up and be elite because, particularly because of Matt Ryan, but Yannick Ngakwe mentions Stephon Gilmore on defense, going next to Leonard and DeForest Buckner. Maybe Michael Pittman goes even gets even better than he was a year ago, now playing with Matt Ryan and not Carson Wentz. The Colts are going to win that division in my mind. And I wouldn't necessarily bet money on Matt Ryan to be the MVP, but Matt Ryan's going to live in that world where he should be in the MVP conversation which is like a half a compliment where it's like, okay, he's been that good. Now, I'm not really going to vote for him, but I'll talk about him in the MVP, and I'm and I'm doing this to him right now. But he's not that old. He's 37, and I think he's a little pissed about the way things went in Atlanta because not the Colts, but him directly connects to Deshaun Watson because the Falcons thinking about Deshaun Watson. And maybe at one point, we were certain-ish? Were they the front runners? I'm terrible with my memory. But the bottom line is the Falcons' significant flirtation with Deshaun Watson was the final nail for Matt Ryan. Out he goes into a significant upgrade. I mean, across the board. Because he's good enough and still good enough to be kind of the final piece. I don't want to put all of the blame on Carson Wentz for the way things ended last year in Indianapolis, but I mean, the bulk of that blame goes on Carson Wentz individual decisions, overall performance. I mean, he was bad. They were bad. Losing to Jacksonville in Week 17, they deserve all of the negativity they get. And to their credit, they didn't, you know what, they didn't go lightly around this. They said, here are our problems. We're going to fix them. And the number one thing was the upgraded quarterback from Carson Wentz to Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan's not done. There may be numbers that show the arm is a little bit... I don't care. This is still an above-average quarterback. A veteran quarterback has been to the Super Bowl. The talent is still there. The leadership is there. And now you throw in the little extra motivation of feeling slighted and dismissed and forgotten about and disrespected in Atlanta. And now he jumps into a cold situation, which is, aside from them lacking, and this might depend on how you feel about Michael Pittman, does he have the elite weapons in the passing game around him. No. But this is Matt Ryan we're talking about. A guy capable of making all of those guys and dudes like Paris Campbell to stay healthy. I'm always going to love Mo Cox at tight end because I watched him play college basketball for four years and now he's in the NFL. He's supposed to, Matt Ryan's supposed to make those guys better. And I think he's going to do it. They open immediately on the road with Houston and Jacksonville in a quick week three and week four test. KC, Tennessee at Denver. They play the NFC East this year, which includes at Dallas. Start to say by default, they've got to go to New England, but I'm not sure how much that matters anymore this year. 
But if they're sitting here now, this is the time of year where you're going to get who's too good, who's not getting enough love, who are we overvaluing, undervaluing. The Colts are going to be my first answer to the undervalue question until we get our first kickoff in week one. Because this team has shown the the, the individual flashes of being elite, but were hamstrung by a couple of issues last year, and number one on that list is Carson Wentz, and now their quarterback is Matt Ryan. And even without being dismissive of Carson Wentz, that's just an upgrade. But the way Carson Wentz played last year at the end of the season requires a little dismissiveness of Carson Wentz, which is why he does not factor it in at all to projecting what the Washington Commanders are going to be this year because I'm assuming Carson Wentz is going to make the same somewhat ridiculous and inconceivable mistakes that he made late in that last season for the Colts. He'll do them again for the Commanders. So just about halfway home now on this Tuesday edition of Writer Than You, Bogish in for Bill Ryder. He's back tomorrow. A busy final hour is on the way. Hannah Kaiser, Yahoo Sports, and part of the Apple TV Plus broadcast on Friday night. She's on the show ahead of baseball's trade deadline. Next Tuesday, we've got Buy or Sell, which has a Soldier Field question. It's got a Jimmy Garoppolo question. It's got a Roger Clemens, Mike Piazza question. When we come back, though, Lamar Jackson on the defensive once again as anonymous NFL folks take more shots at the Ravens QB. That's next, Writer Than You on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.